amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hello, everyone. I'm back. I'm so glad to be here. I did have a dark show last week. As you know, I just couldn't get together to do another pre-tape show because uh, I had two, two Wednesdays that I'd be away. I was in Panama, and it was incredible. I had a wonderful time. One of the first things I did was I went to see the canal, and I happened to have a guide that my sister got for me who was very knowledgeable. There is a museum at the canal, and you learn a lot between the guide and the museum. I felt like I was educated, and it, it was fascinating. The whole thing is so fascinating. I mean, really, it's amazing what humanity has done and can do you know, between taking us to the moon and outer space and this kind of thing, this tremendous feat of engineering, uh, the canal and, and the, anyway, I could go on about it. It was just fascinating. The interesting thing was because the canal took many years, many decades to, to complete, they, they, inher- they imported labor from all over the country. And so Panama actually has quite an international populace, especially in Panama City, where that is near the canal. It's just got a lot of people who ended up staying, laborers who came over from various countries and they ended up staying. It was really interesting. And the U.S. was a big part of the canal building. And not lots of money poured into the country. It is, you know, I went to Costa Rica last year, which I loved as well. Um, Panama is more developed because it has more, well, the industry of the canal itself is amazing. They bring in a lot of uh, income that way. And I believe it was in, oh gosh, I think it was in 79, 1979, Carter was president. He gave all of the canal back to the Panamanians and all the land. So they had use of the the resources. I mean, it was basically handing them over billions of dollars worth of industry and territory. <clears throat> I was, I didn't really know the history. I was so thrilled to have learned that the, and the Panamanians have made pretty good use of it. Like any country, it's, it's not perfect, but I really was so impressed. The people were very special, just really came from the heart and the the country itself is gorgeous. Seeing my sister was unbelievably great. We couldn't remember a time we'd spent a week plus together, just me and and her and my brother-in-law. 
I got to see her life there. I lived with her. It was just so fabulous because we I come from a large family. So most of the time when I see my sisters, uh, my nieces, my nephews, whatever, it's a big family event. And this was very special for me. I just came back rested, relaxed, happy, and ready to jump in uh, to this week, which is very busy for me. And I, I just want to tell you, yesterday morning came on fairly uh, last minute. I don't even know if I advertised it at all. I did something called a Twitter chat. I'm not sure any of you know what that is. I didn't really know what it was until a week or three ago when it, the idea came came up that maybe I could be on one. And basically, you get on a you get on a an app called Twitter Chat or Tweet Chat, I think, and you go back and forth with the host. She gave me questions, and you know, she asked me to give her questions, and I did. She would ask the questions, and I would tweet an answer, and other people would jump in. I mean, it was really kind of cool. Other people jump in and either ask a question, further question, or make a comment, and so it went back and forth like that for an hour. At first, I was a newbie, so I luckily, um, this gal, then I'm one of the women I'm working with to help me get more opportunities like this. She was on the phone with me, helping me and, and walking me through how to do it and all of that, and I caught on, luckily. <laughs> um, so, but it was fun. So I did that, and then tomorrow, I have a radio show with... Um, Oh my gosh, Jennifer Lewis, and there's a middle name, and I'm sorry, I've forgotten it for the moment. I didn't write this down to tell you guys, but there's a radio show, and I don't even know if I've advertised that either because I have another TV show in the midday tomorrow with Mandolin Reese, the street angel, and so I'll be doing the radio show, then hopping in the car and driving to the, to the studio to do the TV show. It's been so... Um, rushed and so much to do that we just we literally haven't advertised much of it but it will all be on my website at some point you will be able to you know I'll have it posted on the social media so you'll you'll get an opportunity to listen you don't have to listen live it's just very exciting and it's <laughs> been very fun a lot of learning curve going on this week for me and but I'm back and now I'm back to the radio show which for me is such a highlight and when I go through everything today with the show, I think you guys will see just how important this radio show has been for me and for all of us. Even, I mean, I hate to be so ridiculous, but even for the planet, for the soul, when you, when you hear what I'm going to tell you about, you're going to realize that this show is one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. And I just can't thank the listeners enough for being a part of it with me because we're all in this together. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you some feedback that I've gotten on two shows. The first show is on the Shadows show. And I don't remember which show came first. But in any case, I heard from two people from Karen and from Robin about the Shadow Show, and I'm just gonna, I'm just going to read the responses uh, so that you can hear it. I'm I'm always so thrilled to get response, to get feedback because I think it helps validate 
stuff for the listeners that don't have the time to write in or don't not sure what to say. And it also gives answers that maybe the listeners needed, you know, but they feel dumb maybe. I mean, probably I would feel dumb writing and saying, well, I didn't really get this or whatever. And that's okay. But that when we get the feedback, we hear from other people and it just really helps in so many different ways. So I'm going to read now a little bit of the feedback from Karen on the shadow show. And she says, well, you did it again and you didn't even have to be here. Okay. So I guess the shadow show <laughs> show was the one I did as a pre-taped. Anyway, she says, I've been in intense inertia the last couple of weeks, and this morning had a breakthrough that I've been in fear slash grief because I've been processing giving up various fantasies and dreams in order to replace them with my new belief system that I am enough. I realized that I was attracted to various people and beliefs because I didn't have enough faith in myself to stand alone in my own foundation. Then your show was on and addressed exactly that, the shadows. The shadow she's speaking of is putting others as responsible for her own foundation instead of having faith in, in herself that she could stand alone. So that was a shadow. So, okay. She says, you could have knocked me over with a feather, lady. So right on the money and perfect timing. I still feel shaky about it all, which, of course, would happen, guys, Um when you have something big, it can sort of put us into a a state of a, a, a schism or a state of being shaky. She says, when I was throwing all the old stuff into the light, the one that still gave me a stomach reaction was my rental house that my family built. So many fears of losing it, not taking care of the property, et cetera, et cetera. And she says, Anyway, at least I have a new tool to dissolve old shadows. So that was from Karen, and I do want to say I'm really glad it hit right where it worked for you. I'm so glad. That shadow thing is very powerful information, and I I notice my own shadows. So I use it often when I something comes into my field of awareness, and I realize, oops, okay, this is an old shadow, or this is a new shadow even. So, now from Robin, <coughs> she says, excuse me, I love the tape show you did for, for us while you were away on the shadows. It was so useful to, to start to tune into our pure soul essence on a regular basis so that throughout the day we keep our energy light and high and let our luminosity shine through as much as possible. And when, we're, when we are connected, it's so easy then to direct our light to neutralize whatever shadows arise in the moment. For me, the regular shadows that arise are often fear, guilt, judgment, unworthiness, perfectionism, and the attachment to feelings and thoughts, especially about Ryan. Now, as you recall, Ryan is my honorary co-host because she's so much a part of the show and Ryan is her son that has some uh, you know problems with uh, paranoia paranoia schizophrenic he's a paranoid schizophrenic and he's just recently gotten out of jail so our hearts and our thoughts go out to both of them as 
always, and I've done some healings on the show for both of them. Anyway, she goes on to say, I think especially with Ryan, but also with so many others, I need to look at the thoughts, interests, desires I have slash share with others and then just let them go. Just cut those cords of attachments to outcomes. Very important. I absolutely love that because when we're attached to an outcome, in fact, we're limiting ourselves. I want to give you an example. I was I, years ago, I had someone come to me, and I'll talk a little bit more about my artwork a little bit later in the show, but I had someone come to me who wanted me to do a picture for her. She was working in a field for many years, and she wanted to move out of her industry, uh, out of the arena that she was in, and she asked me to do a picture for it. Well, I told her, I said, I can't do a picture focusing on getting you a job outside your industry because... I don't know if that's in your highest ideal. And, of course, with this work, we're always doing it in the highest ideal, correct? So she said, well, that's fine. So I did the the picture to bring her in the best job, you know, that would be the most fulfilling and all of that in her highest ideal. She turned out that she got a job in her same industry, but it was 180 degrees difference in the other types of jobs she had, and she was absolutely loved it. Um, she, I won't go into a lot of detail, but that's the thing with this work. When we put an outcome, we limit the possibilities. And so the fact that Robin decided she wanted to cut the cords of attachment to outcomes, I thought it was important really to emphasize that with you guys so that you understand when we want an outcome to be a certain way, we can be just putting ourselves into a prison. For example, let's say we're dating somebody and we want them to ask us to marry them uh, and or to live with them or to be, you know, profess their undying love or whatever it is. That's the outcome. You're putting your happiness, you're putting your fulfillment, you're putting your life in the hands of somebody else's decision and you are limiting yourself. It's So it is, and I think you know what I mean here. So anyway, Robin, great job. So she said she she visualized big scissors made of light, just cutting away the attachments to emotions and limiting beliefs. It makes sense what you say, that every thought, event, emotion is neutral. It's just our attachments to them that cause the buildup of energetic density. And also, because evolution never goes backward, I'm trying to look at perceived setbacks as plateaus in the staircase of the always advancing evolution. Robin, you really get my message. I just thank you. (laughs) Anyway, that's great because there really aren't, we don't take two steps back. Sometimes we have that perception, but we may just be on a pause on that plateau in the staircase or Maybe we actually are taking a step forward, but we perceive it as a step backward, too. Anyway, so she says, so that I don't judge myself as screwing up once again. Sometimes we just need to rest and experience some of our old patterns, although they are getting weaker over time and easier to neutralize before we are ready to move to the next burst of expanding evolution. And lastly, I love what you said about truth. There is your truth, my truth, and the ever-expanding truth. Thanks for letting me share, et cetera, et cetera. So she, she's thanking me. Okay. Now, we got another 
bit of feedback on the show on unity and at one minute from Robin. And I want to redo this too. And again, I want to put this huge, gigantic thank you out. Robin is listening on the show as she often does. And trust me, I tell her in these gushing emails of my appreciation. So she knows just how much I appreciate it. And she's very articulate. She's very, uh, you know, she, she has that element of catching on and she's very committed. I mean, I couldn't ask for someone. I mean, she's just great. So I, I do appreciate it. So, so guys, but I also want to give a shout out to everybody else that would care to respond. You don't have to, you know, a lot of the listeners come from different countries and I, I know there's nervousness because maybe English is not something you can easily write in. Well, I do edit. So if you write me something that isn't perfect English, I will do some editing so that it comes across as understandable as I can make it. So, and trust me, I'm not the greatest writer in the world. I hired an editor with my second book and it took her seven months to get this book together. Okay. Cause I'm not a natural writer either. So please don't feel you have to compare to anybody else. I want anybody who feels to respond, feels to give feedback in any way to please do it. Okay. So Robin says, she says, I thought the information you delivered in last week's show, uh, this was the Unity and at One Minute show, was so important in so many ways. I just finished a 21-day mindfulness course with Panash Desai. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but anyway, that's what it looks like. And I was trying to reconcile his information and approach to growth and healing with yours. So your discussion of the idea that there is not just one way to do things and we're not trying to convince everyone to accept one unifying philosophy philosophy about the way things are was just what I needed to hear. It's the old idea that many roads lead to Rome, but that we can live in peace and harmony together while on our journeys. Absolutely, Robin when we can learn not to judge ourselves and others, and when we allow the at-one-ment to begin and to expand with us first. So she says, I'm getting more comfortable with the idea that we're here to facilitate the expansion of the humanities, and I see so many examples of how that is manifesting in my everyday life. Um, absolutely. This information from the higher self isn't exclusive. It isn't exclusive. It's inclusive. It, it is something you can use and dovetail into your life where it fits, where it works. You can use any other information that speaks to you, that resonates with you. It isn't about either or. And you hear me saying that a lot. And Robin is really getting it. And I love that she's sharing it with all of you. Um, if, if I don't present the information, there's no choice. If you don't hear something, if you don't understand something, or it's not coming across your radar, how would you know to look at it, to explore it, to see what it means to you, how it affects you? And it's the same with any other kind of information. So this is this higher self information is not about you know ramming it down anybody's throat. It's about putting it out there, creating food for thought, creating more choices, more options, more possibilities, more, more, more. Okay, 
So, and Robin gets that, and I'm really glad because I know that she loves Panache Desai, and he really speaks to her. And so, yippee, you know, to me, that's important. And sometimes we're going to hear things we can't quite dovetail. Um, we, we can appreciate one, and we can appreciate both or three things, even though they don't necessarily all sort of say the same thing. It's not necessary to do that. We just allow the space for each thing in our lives, and we take in what's working for us. At some point, we may move past something or not. We may get more expanded in one thing or another, but that's okay. It's the journey, and everyone is going to be doing it differently. Okay, she says, lastly, I love the metaphor where we are already diamonds, and we just need to clean the dirt off the surfaces so we can experience the purity and perfection and love within. I love that. Uh, I do want to clarify a bit that, in fact, there is no dirt on the surface of the diamonds that we are. It's just our perception that it is dirt. Okay? What we want to do is we want to neutralize or dissolve those beliefs of perceptions. That And that's what I talk about every show, so I don't need to go go um go there but i love that too we are already the diamonds we're not diamonds in the rough we're already diamonds and we just need to uh hopefully we will move to that viewpoint and that perception of knowing that we are okay now to do so <laughs> i'm doing a little bit of a different show today um, it says on the explanation that it's the totality aspect, and I'll, I'll explain all of that. And then I will be doing a healing at the last part of the show. Uh, but this is this information comes from a section of one of my own individual readings from Joan Culpepper on December 16, 1985. Now, I want you to understand that I was unaware that any of my readings were on the computer. Um, It was completely unexpected and random. It came up in the body of another document. And my, my assistant from before, when she read this, she said, The following was taken from one of Janet's personal readings. None of Janet's readings were just transcribed on the computer, although she had them typed on hard copy. But this piece happened to appear in a random miscellaneous doc that had been transcribed. She wrote that little note. So this was very random. And I'm making this very clear to you guys because it's going to kind of blow your mind when you hear it. Um, This is not the – Joan did her readings in two parts. One was what you might – she called her mundane psychic reading where she read what you would expect from mostly from a psychic but then she did the soul scan different than my soul scan my soul scan is scanning over the your journey to see the origins and the causes and where we need to heal the soul uh, because it's bringing in some unwanted patterns today her soul scan was the higher self would come in and they would tell you of something about a piece of your journey, either where you've been or where you're going or whatever. This is not from the mundane psychic. This is higher self information. Um, 
Now, I came across this because, as I mentioned, when I decided to do the fifth dimensional information for my radio show, I began reading, rereading just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of transcribed materials to help me decide what to put on the show each week. Uh, so when, because when Joan died in 2006 and I got the right to her material, I had gotten from her daughter over 800 cassettes that she used to record all of her classes and private sessions, etc. Now, in the original form, they're kind of worthless because you don't know what's on them. They just, she just had a date or, you know, a Wednesday class and give you a date. There's no topic. There's no in any way, shape, or form way to know what's on the tapes. So my first job, so to speak, in order to get this career going is I had to have all the tapes transcribed. Now, that means somebody had to listen to the tape and put them on the computer. And then I hired Kathy, who was my first assistant, to read through all the transcriptions, categorize them, index them, summarize them, et cetera, et cetera. It was a massive job. And as a result, I made the decision right from the start to not have any of my personal stuff transcribed because I felt who would be interested in my personal stuff? You know, nobody knows who I am. That's something I can put on the back burner. And I've always been planning to get it. They've actually been mostly transcribed, typed onto hard paper, because I typed them myself way back in the 80s. But they haven't been typed into the computer at all. And there are some tapes that weren't transcribed at all. So, so the fact that there was this one piece, I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it got on the computer. Uh, but when I read it, it blew me away, so I'm sharing it with you. Um, now, I am going to paraphrase much of what the higher self said, uh, and I also will I'll make it clear what it is they said, but I also will be filling in uh, information to help you make sense of it, because you have to remember, I started going to Joan's group in 1983, and every week she had a class. Uh, I had many readings. I transcribed readings from other people. I transcribed some of her classes. I had other, we had other groups where we shared information. I mean, the higher self had given us a lot of information then. But some of it, if you read the straight thing that Joan said, it would be confusing to you. So in order to clarify it, I'm kind of paraphrasing it here. I do have a direct quote, though, toward the end that's going to blow your mind. At least I think it will. Um, it blew mine. But uh, so anyway, also I want you to be aware that this is just a piece. So there was no lead in information. It was taken related to whatever that miscellaneous document was trying to get across. Just this little piece was taken. So I don't have any lead up and I don't have any um conclusion, so to speak, from the piece itself, but the piece itself is enough. Okay. Now, they began <clears throat> with the reminder that when humans graduate into the fifth dimension, they moved into the d- divine will level. I think you, under- you remember that, guys, but it doesn't mean that we don't have choice. 
And one of the choices we do have, and we have our whole lives are choices there, uh, but and we make right away is which aspect of the originating source do we want to work with? Okay. Now, what I mean by aspect and I'm going to really be coming aspects in my third book. It is really the foundation of evolution in so many ways. You hear me use that word in a lot of uh, instances, and you will continue to hear me use it. I'm going to go into a full explanation of it literally in my next book. But the, higher, the originating source carries the totality of, of everything in there. You know, and so an aspect could be uh, what part of originating source do we want to focus on? Do we want to become proficient in? What time do we want to help the four lower kingdoms with? Remember that the the fifth dimension is a service uh, a service kingdom where we make the commitment to help the evolutionary process of the four lower kingdoms. So. Whatever we choose as the aspect of the originating source that we want to work with, become proficient in, it's also to use that aspect in whatever way would help the four lower kingdoms. Now, some aspects that people can choose from is divine, our divine mind, divine word, divine soul, divine heart, divine just about anything. Now, my choice was, and you're not going to be too surprised, Divine creative life force. Okay, I'm sure you're familiar. I use creative life force a lot. And I talk about it in all my healings, especially now that I'm I'm bringing it to your attention as being in part of the womb, W-O-M-B, of the originating source, where the... Um, this energy gave birth to the universe as we know it. Now... I don't know, some of you may not remember, some of you may, some of you literally haven't heard it, but when I started to get, when I started, gosh, I don't know, maybe it was, what, six months, a year ago? I really am terrible with time. But the, when I started to get the womb energy, I first saw it as dark energy. Some of you will remember this. And it didn't seem, and I certainly knew it wasn't bad or evil, but it was dark more in the sense of being unknown. And as it came out over a few shows, because literally it, gave, it came to me in the radio shows. It expanded, it developed in the, with the radio shows. I mean, I'm telling you guys, you, don't, you can't understand, or maybe you can, how appreciative I am of this show. But over the few weeks that this was all coming out and developing, and I don't remember every detail of it, <clears throat> I would, after the show or sometime in between shows, I would go and I would pull in higher self information <clears throat> about this new kind of thing they were giving me. And they explained that because I was uh, using that aspect of creative life force, that and I'd done a lot of work with it in the fifth dimensional realm before I volunteered to return. I carried great knowledge and understanding about this energy, and therefore, it was the reason I was able to access 
the whole concept about this womb energy uh, where the originating source, you know, where the creative life force gave birth to the universe that we know of and actually to universes before this one. I know this is a little out of blowing, mind blowing. But anyway, um, I think I even said on the show that after a few weeks of, of getting this dark energy, I thought to myself, and I'm, I love science, but I never took any kind of physics class, but somehow I, I'd heard of dark matter. So in my sort of ridiculous science brain, I said to myself, gee, I wonder if this dark energy is related to dark matter. And so what did I do? I Googled it and I got right on dark matter. I think I went, it was Wikipedia or something. And it said, dark matter is not to be confused with dark energy. Well, I just about died. My chin dropped. And of course, I went right into looking up dark energy. And as I recall, and I may not have all the facts right, because this was a few months ago, but as I recall, the scientists theoretically felt that dark energy was 68% of the universe and that it gave birth to the universe. So I just about dropped my teeth because even though it's a theory in the scientific realm, it dovetailed 100% with, with the elements and the sensing and the information that I was getting. So that was very excited. Now, exciting. So my womb analogy was right on. Now, I, I no longer, after a while, I stopped calling it dark energy simply because New people listen to the show. Every week there's new people. And even regular people may have missed some of the shows. And I don't want to talk about dark energy and maybe confuse people thinking that this energy is bad in some way and I'm, you know, promoting some negative stuff. So I only use the womb analogy, the creative, and talk about the creative life force and the giving birth to. But in fact, I do see the energy as dark, but it's dark, a brilliant kind of darkness. It has um, flecks of silver and gold, which are the masculine feminine principles, which when they connect, they give birth. And so it's, it's shimmery. It's like crystalline. It's, it's hard to put the words to it, but it is very powerful energy. I just don't use the word dark. So anyway. Um, I just wanted to go and explain that. So I'm back to my reading. So then, so first they talk about, as I said, they remind us about moving into the fifth, that I moved into the fifth dimension. I took on the aspect of originating source, the priority aspect, they call it, of creative life force. And <clears throat> then they went go on and they remind me that when I return and I'm carrying the dual soul nature, that at that true soul essence level I that I have, the, the true soul essence being the part of me, that the fifth dimensional part of me, that I'm carrying at that true soul essence level this aspect of creative life force and all the knowledge and understanding and experience I had with working with it. So at, at that point in those early days with Joan, before this reading, um, the 
the higher self indicated that creativity was going to be the area of my destiny. And, and for a long time, they, they wouldn't tell me what creative thing I would be doing. And eventually it moved into this, this artwork that I do, catalytic artwork. Now, I haven't really talked much about the artwork on the show. Uh, <clears throat> what happened was in the early days when I got the information, I just dove right in, did a lot of artwork, um, taught it, uh, learned about it. It was, as I said, it was called catalytic art. And the higher self gave me a technique that's fascinating. And I just can't remember if I've talked to you guys about it or not, but you do it much of the time with your eyes shut. You use both hands. You never choose your colors with sight and, and it's techniques that the higher self gave me so that I could move out of the way of judging my art, what color should go there, what, uh, you know, how it should be, be done. They wanted me to be able to literally tune in and tap into this creative life force and the depth of the divine energies to get it onto paper. Um, the whole purpose was to help people heal or balance or create whatever they wanted or needed to do. So they would tell me, let's say they wanted to find a new place to live, or maybe they wanted to build up their self-esteem, or maybe they wanted to heal their relationships or whatever it was, just like all the healings I do, it could be anything. I would infuse what they wanted energetically first on the paper using da 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 the rainbow bridge energy, <laughs> um, which you've heard me talk about a lot, and I'm very experienced with it because I use it for the art. And then I use the unconscious techniques that the higher self taught me to do the art on top of the infused energy. I was unable, um, and I still don't really see it, I get a sense of it, but at the time when I was doing the art, there were a couple of really good people who, was, who were able to see energetically, and they saw that when I infused the concept of what was desired uh, from the client or for myself or who, for whomever I'm doing the paper for, it fell in hills and valleys, almost like a netting. And then when I did the artwork on top of it, it was, the artwork went right over all the hills and valleys and the places where there wasn't any energy, there was no artwork. And I didn't know that's what I was doing, but because of the unconscious techniques, I just literally would flow and it went right where it was supposed to do. And the colors and the artwork itself was to catalyze, to bring in and create what it was that I infused in the picture. Anyway. This artwork was really my main focus. I did. I worked a lot on it. I'd never done art, which was turned out to be a good thing because I didn't know what was right or what normally somebody would say, oh, well, this color, you really need to do that color and all of that. I didn't ever have art, so it was perfect uh, as it turned out. Um, but it was because of this reading that I'm telling you about and I'm giving you a lot of interspersed stuff so the, the section is kind of short anyway um, but I want you to get the background the I worked really intensely on this art and I continued even after this reading I didn't drop it I, I never dropped it but this is what they then told me they said 
that at this point in time, all of the interplanetaries, remember that's the name for the the, the higher self, inner, I-N-N-E-R, planetaries, that's the name that the, the, the higher self gave to the interplanetary kingdom, the fifth dimension, like we're the human kingdom, it's the interplanetary kingdom. Anyway, the interplanetaries in the group were moving away from solely using the priority aspect that has been the focus of attention for so long, eons of time that we had been returned, but we're now moving toward activating something they call the totality aspect. What does this mean? It means that the totality of the originating source was now available to each of us rather than just the one priority aspect or Some people took on more than one. Some people took on all of the aspects of originating source, in fact. But it meant that the totality aspect was now available to all of us. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that all I did in all my past lives was artwork or something creative. Okay. Trust me, I didn't. I I did a lot of stuff. But it would have been the overall, maybe the dominant theme. It certainly would have been the theme in this life if the <clears throat> we hadn't moved away from the priority aspect to the totality aspect. So what this meant was that we're taking on a really versatile type kind of pattern because we were able to process from the totality of the originating source. They told me personally that I was to go. I was going to be going through a 15-month period of growth and expansion, where I would become consciously attuned to this totality aspect. Okay, 15-month <laughs> period would be into 1987. Okay, so it was a long time ago. I should have gone through that period. It, consciously meaning that I was to put my conscious focus of attention on it in order to be able to draw from that totality. And they explained that I could then access from that totality in this mundane frequency anything I wanted to. Now, we take that for granted today, guys. I want to just point that out. But here is information in the 80s where the higher selves are explaining this because there were no concepts out there in such a way that, explained what was going on energetically. But in any case, um, they said that if I wanted to manifest something into my pattern, I could consciously focus on this totality aspect, which is your pure soul essence, guys, which is the originating source. You can choose either one to consciously focus on anytime. And I could call on the energies from that level to help me with whatever it was. So if I wanted to do healing, for example, I, call, I can call on divine healing. And they explained that it would accelerate the manifestation of the healing, of the whatever I, I'm calling on, calling it on, calling on it for. Um, it would accelerate the manifestation. And they just wanted me to focus on it at first and because it was going to build my my pure soul essence light within. And when I focused on the totality aspect or the originating source, it's just another way to say the totality of all of the aspects of originating source, the energy comes from 
the originating source itself, and it de-intensifies down from the seventh to the sixth to the fifth and into this reality, okay? I've explained that to you guys before. Um, and it get, and it, they said at the time it would give us, give me, of course it was a personal reading, a tremendous amount of expansion in areas that deal with the powers that I carried and I could use those powers in this reality. Does this sound like a superhero school to you? This was the early days of superhero school. I didn't realize I was in it. Okay, I didn't realize until that day in the gym when the higher self said, you should start your own superhero school. And I said, what are you talking about? And I'm not a superhero. And they said, oh, well, you've been to superhero school for years. Of course, you know all that you need to know. Anyway, so as I'm reading this section, I'm really reminded of the fact that that's what we're doing here. We're all going to superhero school. Now, I do want to remind everybody that this was 30 years ago and <clears throat> that the frequency on the planet was much slower then than it is now. It's the evolutionary thrust energy that has accelerated the movement or the frequency exponentially, guys. So even though it's been 30 years of time, it's been more like 150 years of increase in frequency. Okay, so so what the higher self saying here is they're indi they're indicating the continuation because it had already been there, but the an even greater expansion uh, than we were already experiencing. Now it was a personal reading to me. It didn't mean that I was the only one experience it, experiencing it. In the reading, they t talked more than once about it happening to all those in the group, and I feel like it's happening to all the fifth dimensionals now because we had some consciousness back then and the very early days of consciousness around you know this kind of depth of consciousness i think this we were we might have been pioneers in this i'm not really sure uh, they didn't say it's only this group it could have been all the all fifth dimensionals i don't know but in any case it wasn't just me okay so the higher self went on to explain I was to activate, for example, as an example, the healing aspect totality. Now, if I activated the healing, uh, the, to the totality aspect of healing, that that energy would be de-intensified and I would, of course, be able to utilize that energy in a much greater way with the healing. Um, that, and of course, now I take this for granted and I explain, of course, as you know, in the amalgamation process, the importance of becoming one with the originating source because it's our guarantee that we'll get the highest energies we can handle in the moment. And also it gives us access to that totality. So it's in my healing sessions now every time. But it was back at that reading when this, the understanding or the information about all that could be accessed if we focus our attention on the totality aspect or on the originating source, you can sort of interchange those two uh, terms. Now, they went on to explain that I was to act as, oh, oh, I already said that. Okay. Then they go on to suggest that what would be beneficial for me would to be work on the, work on the idea of consciously focusing on the totality aspect, but not 
to work with the energy yet. Okay, you have to understand how different it was back then. They gave me the information and they said, we just want you to focus on it, become comfortable with it, you know, become used to to focusing and becoming one with the totality aspect, but don't try to use the energy yet. (laughs) Can you imagine? When I read that, I mean, I started to laugh. I go, oh, my gosh, we take so much for granted today because we're so much further along in the frequency. Um, They wanted me just to cultivate the habit of becoming conscious of this energy. And then, because what it would do, just becoming conscious of it, was going to accelerate the electric frequency that I carry. Now, you know, because we carry that dual soul nature, that we are giving out in a symbolically electrical energy way, energy from that fifth dimensional soul, true soul aspect that we carry. We give it out 24-7. And by focusing on the totality aspect, was going to be intensifying that frequency. And the, the emission or the giving out of the energy was going to be so much more, you know, was going to be higher, better, um, and would be absorbed and help more, would be absorbed by the force fields of energy around the planet. Those are the, that's the astral guys. And my, just by my focusing on it, it was going to help the planet, bring assistance to the planet. So um, now, you know, I always encourage you to become one with your pure soul essence or the originating source if you have nothing else or no other time to do anything, because that in itself is an important part of the process. And it helps us move into that state of consciousness and enables us to more easily access our superpowers, guys. Okay? Now, here's the beginning seeds of this information from 1985 that is absolutely automatic pilot for me now and probably for you guys now. And I just found it completely fascinating. Um, All right. Let me go on because we're coming to unbelievable. Joan asked the higher selves again if I should start practice using it now. And the answer again is no. They just want me to focus on it, to build that power, the pure soul essence frequency level in order to allow the power to intensify and to move out to a higher degree. Now, they told me that then. I'm not telling you that now. You can use all that power. Focus on the pure soul essence, focus on the originating source, and when you choose to use it in either neutralizing your your shadows, neutralizing your patterns, whatever you're doing, or to send it out to the astral, the force field, however you want, go ahead and do it, guys, okay? But this was not an admonition, but a a, um, very specific direction, and we had many, many more of those when I way back when and some of them will come up I will tell you of them where they said you know don't do this yet um but that's so again she said she got the answer and that I was going to be in in an incubation period over the next 15 months and once I got through that I would be able to focus and use this um this this healing energy on the planet where discord exists and 
on the planet itself and to, to the people and, and discord around the planet. And I thought that was interesting because, as you know, I actually work on the planet and its areas of discord. Um, I do it both directly and indirectly, directly, almost with every healing. So Joan was getting very accurate information way back when. But here comes the mind bender. And this is a quote. Okay, this is from the higher self. This is a quote, guys. This is 1985. It's also an energy that you can use to bring, to bring the past and the future together into the now. Because in the totality of originating source, everything is happening simultaneously. By using the totality aspect, it will release you from the time-space dimension of this fourth-dimensional frequency to work on the right-now conditions related to the past of a global nature or of a personal nature that would affect not only the now, but the future now. You will stand in the center and consciously focus the totality aspect from your mind toward these situations. Unquote. Hello, guys. Are you, like, freaking out? Now, it's been a year, maybe a year and a half, since I started using the now moment and expanding it to the forever now moment and talking about the time-space continuum. But I have to tell you, I never read this. I haven't looked at it since 1985. There is no way I could remember that. It is, that's what's just jaw-dropping for me. It's an energy you can use to bring the past and future together into the now. Okay. So clearly, Joan was incredibly accurate. Clearly, even though it's taken me 30 years, I'm getting the message. <laughs> I know that's kind of embarrassing, but at least, you know, even if it's it took me a long time, at least I eventually got there. I mean, is this amazing? By using the totality aspect, it will release you from the time-space dimension of this fourth dimensional frequency to work on right now conditions related to the past of a global nature or of a personal nature that would affect not only the now, but the future now. And haven't I said that in my healings? This is exactly what I do. And Joan didn't teach me these techniques. That bit of information she gave me, she was not a healer. She, she gave me that information the higher self had given us some healing techniques, which I've shared with you. But I want to be really, really clear. I hadn't read or seen this information since that reading. There's no way at that time either I could have related or had any context or understanding of that information. I wasn't... I was learning healing techniques probably by that time, but I wasn't doing healings. I mean, at the time, I am sure that information went over my head. 
the whole idea of the now moment. I, I wouldn't have even known what that meant. It was, it would have been beyond me. Of course, I can't remember getting that information, so I can't give you for sure, for sure, but I would have had no context. But it's amazing how accurate it was, how much I use and talk about our focus of attention, um, and how much I explain and have everyone focus on the pure soul essence and the originating source. Ah, why I now am using the forever now moment, because I'm working to heal not just one situation, one condition, one lifetime, but to heal this pattern over the past, present, and future. Now, I can say for sure, simply because this is what I did, every time I got a new piece of information, whether it was in a personal reading or one of the hundreds of groups I went to um, where the higher self would come out and give us an exercise or give us information. I would use that. I mean, I was so dedicated back then. I'm sure that for at least a week or three, maybe a month, I focused really hard on that totality aspect. But as you guys have figured out, the information, new things kept coming every freaking week. And so when something new came in, I would try to hold on and still do the old things. But eventually, there was just so many new things. I just The older things just sort of fell by the wayside. But I at least would focus for a week or two or three or four on each new thing. It depended on how fast the information came. And, you know, because I was just doing my best to, I mean, I was so dedicated. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> It, I see now and I understand now how this time with Joan Culpepper was truly a graduate school for superheroes. Even though there were no papers, there were no exams, and nobody was having to prove themselves, it was just about how motivated we were from within. And they offered the information, but I've said this over and over again, and i I'm following suit. They, they don't force, they don't threaten, they don't insist. They only encouraged. And I was so determined, and the, so the encouragement was all I needed, and I probably didn't even need that because, like many of you on the show, I think so many of us are completely determined. Uh, so anyway, um, that's the mind-blowing thing. But the, Joan did go on to say that the higher self say it's a very powerful energy, and that one that in some instances you'll be once once I begin to work with it after 15 months, okay, I will see the result in this reality. And then they go on to explain, but sometimes I won't. Now, this is so ABC to me now. This is so normal. But the higher self take time out to explain that once I start using this energy. Sometimes I'll see the results and sometimes I won't. And then they give me an example. <laughs> they said, for example, there could be somebody in this life that has two legs, but perhaps they lost a leg in a prior life. But they didn't choose in this life to lose a leg. But at some point in the future, they decide to deal with the trauma or whatever the issues were around the loss of the leg. And they would 
uh, at some point lose a leg in a future lifetime. They want to say that if they do the healing now, that you won't realize that, in fact, in a future lifetime, they don't lose that leg because the pattern was healed in this one. So we don't see the result. I hope I'm making it clear. But for me, you know that I've said that. We don't know how the results are going to show. It's very hard to know. And I don't, I stay away from predicting because I know from the gut level, the knowingness level, that no matter whether it shows or not, we are helping. We are moving someone, ourselves or others, forward in some manner, helping to heal, helping to balance, helping to bring into a state of awareness, planting seeds that may not blossom until three lives later. But we know this. I've talked to you about it. But here we have a reading for me where the higher selves have to explain that. So even though I do believe I've had the introduction to soul psychology can't remember if it was in 85 or 86. It was literally barely a mark on our consciousness. Um, but now, of course, I understand so much the journey over these 30 years and so much of my own work and all the learning and all the information I've pulled in from the higher self, adding to this incredibly amazing foundation that we received from Joan Culpepper now this is, seems like, you know, the basics that, that, that all of us, all of you listeners, understand that whatever is going on in this life has had, you know, has, 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 has been impacted by the past. And we brought it again into this lifetime to heal with it, heal it or deal with it. And when we deal with it in this life, we're healing the future the future now so we don't have to deal we don't have to go into the future and, and still bring issues to us so it's a something again I take for granted something I'm sure all of you take for granted and that in this early reading we're, I'm getting the seeds planted from the higher self wow and I don't remember it probably because I had so little context at the time. I do remember quite a bit, or at least it feels like quite a bit. Of course, when I go back to reread all my stuff, once I get on the computer, maybe I'll discover I really only remember like 5%. But it feels like I remember a lot of it. But this particular section, I had no memory of it at all. And that was so exciting to me to find out that I, I just had to share it with you. So it's a little bit different topic, but maybe you can understand some of the journey and some of the basic concepts. And um, anyway, to, to see, I've come a long way. It took me a long time, guys, but <laughs> I've come a long way. And to understand that it's not going to take any of you as long as it took me. Absolutely not. And why is that? Because we've had the benefit of this evolutionary thrust that has increased the frequency so intensely and continues to increase it. So we are going to be moving through our issues, our patterns, our learning curves, getting our solutions, our answers, our connections, our awareness, our consciousness, and our balance and harmony and everything else much, much quicker. 
As a matter of fact, it kind of is forcing us to do it quicker. So it can be a little chaotic seeming and, you know, that can be difficult, but it's in essence pushing or pulling us through our stuff faster. I had to, I, I chose, my soul chose to come in early. Maybe it was to get the the experience and the uh, foundation of this knowledge from Joan uh, which has been absolutely mind-boggling helpful. It is the foundation. It is the basis for this work. And what I bring in now fills in the gaps or expands something that they just touch on. She was one person with this incredible ability. And she, um, but she always used to say it was up to all of us to bring in information. There's more information than we could possibly imagine. And one person certainly could not do it all. And then she stopped basically in 1987 when she moved away. She did continue somewhat. She'd come back every once in a while, two, three, four, five times a year maybe, to do private sessions and and give us a class. Uh, But for the the most part, when Joan left town, we were all forced to, to go within and do it for ourselves. We were devastated when she left only came to figure out after the fact just how, what an opportunity it was for us. Just what an opportunity it was for us. And I'm, uh, anyway, can't say enough. So, okay, now we're going to go to the healing and we're going to be working on Ken from Atlanta. He uh, did not personally request the healing Someone else requested it for him, somebody who knows that his issues of trust would make it difficult for him to trust the suggestion that they that he requests the healing personally. And so he's his friend requested it of me. And I do want you to know that I don't have any problem because when we go in and we're amalgamated, if for some reason Ken refuses the healing, the healing won't happen. I cannot trespass. I would not trespass in any case, but I cannot trespass when I am in that amalgamated state brought into one accord with the divine will. I cannot trespass. I cannot force uh, my will and anyone else's. So it doesn't happen often where I find that there's someone who won't take in the healing at least a little bit. I think it's only happened to me two or three times and in a different, completely different situation. It's happened to me, I think I've mentioned it, when I've worked on really big groups and then I see one or two maybe souls in that big group sort of pop up to bring my attention and they refuse to take the energy, sometimes they, someone would move uh, to the background and just watch or whatever. So it has happened to me a couple of times. I don't worry about it because all of the souls, all of us are on our own journey and they may refuse it today and tomorrow they won't. We don't know or the next lifetime or 20 lifetimes. And that's, that's not a worry because there is no stopwatch. There is nobody giving prizes at the end uh, because we get there sooner than someone else. It is our own personal journey and we may not be able to understand why someone wouldn't be able to, to uh, wouldn't want, excuse me, want to take the, the healing in, but it does happen. 
So I don't expect that's going to happen with Ken. Um, so I'm willing to give it a try, and we'll see how it goes. He apparently, according to his friend, has very severe trust issues. And it plays itself out because he doesn't form really close relationships with others, and he tends to see the worst in others, and he feels very insecure and unworthy, and according to this friend, kind of really unhappy. And, you know, just as he says, he's not a happy camper. Apparently, his upbringing was very painful. I don't know any details about Ken, but apparently he's, his upbringing was very painful, and I think it's brought in a lot of this uh, distrust. And he's, I think, around in his 50s. Maybe he's in his 60s. I'm not sure. Um, he's always in the avoidance pattern, doesn't want to get hurt by others. Now... His friend says, Ken's friend says, that he feels in his heart he wants very much to heal, but he's really afraid to trust anyone. So that's why Ken's friend referred him to me. And then after the fact, he can share the link with Ken. And so Ken can, you know, I I think maybe he's going to wait and see how it goes. I don't know, but probably there won't be anything that will be too terrible that he couldn't share with Ken. But in any case, whether Ken gets it or not, we know, don't we guys, that it's going to help Ken. And I do know that everybody who um, listens to the show and listens to the healing, the healing happens again. So Ken will continue to get the healing. So this is a very good thing, even if Ken never personally listens to it. Okay. So you all know the the deal. (coughs) I'm just going to add a little water. I want you all to be comfortable. Take a few deep breaths. And (coughs) quiet the mind and bring that focus of attention right into this now moment. A good technique is simply to listen to my voice or any other technique you may use uh, in any of the other work that you do. And we're going to, in this way, we're going to set up that energy field of the now moment. Now, this energy field is being set up. I see all the listeners, past, present, and future, on the the, uh, rim of the symbolic wheel And the now moment is encompassing the totality of this wheel. Uh, And, okay, so, and Ken is here. Ken is here. He's not on the hub yet because we haven't started the hub, but I do sense Ken is here. He's a little bit hesitant. He's he's like, hmm, Uh, he's sort of clueless because he doesn't know really what it is. But we'll, we'll tune in to Ken in a minute when I get everything set up. Okay, so now we want to expand the now moment into the forever now moment. We want to um, encompass the totality of the past, present, and future nows within this now moment, which is basically saying we're going to encompass the totality of the journey that each and every soul that's present, uh, that is part of the healing, has been on and will be on, the past, present, and future. So we're encompassing the totality of the soul process 
including the human facade souls, including the true soul, the fifth dimensional soul, the sixth dimensional soul aspects, including all of the experiences that we carry from the mineral, plant, and animal kingdom as well. So it is a very huge expanse, and there are other parts of the soul I've not yet talked about on the show, and I will get to it at some point. It's going to be in my next book. But we're talking about a huge field of a huge forever now moment, that time-space continuum that symbolically arches or stretches across the human kingdom universe. And in this way, it is taking in the enormous amount of time that we've been around and the enormous amount of space that we have existed in. We've all been on hundreds and thousands of other planets. We have uh, all over the universe and some planets that are no longer there because that planetary system has moved into that fifth dimensional realm. So we're talking about a huge amount of time space continuum. And right now I want you, everyone to focus on our pure soul essence. That pure soul essence, of course, is the part of originating source that each an, an aspect, a t- the totality aspect of e- that each and every soul carries from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being. And we are carrying that totality aspect, that pure soul essence. And I want everyone to focus on it. Uh, we carry it in perpetuity, uh, forever, never goes away. And I want us to focus on that symbolic sunlight within. Uh, Remember, we use the sun as a symbol of the pure soul essence simply because it's so powerful. It helps us connect to the enormous power that we carry. And I want each and every one of you to send that beautiful, divine, brilliant light out to encompass the totality of all of your soul process so that this forever now moment becomes completely and totally filled with the brilliant light of originating source. Understanding that again, as we do this, there are souls from around the universe, both in body and out, that have approached the light, that are ready to partake of the light. Remember, this is the totality aspect. It carries all that originating source was, is, and is becoming. And it carries something for every soul. And most of the souls that are partaking are souls that are unaware. They carry their own light. And so they are moving in to take the elements or the aspects of the originating source that they are ready to, to uh, utilize in their, their life pattern. So it's just a beautiful scene. Um, it's just a beautiful scene. And as I said, often there are legions here. Yesterday I had my first private session after returning from two weeks of no private sessions, no radio shows. And I could sense the hunger from the souls that come in to partake of this light. It was as if there was a giant thirst that they were waiting for this light because they wanted to take the next bit, the next part of the light that they were ready for. And the legions became legions to 
the nth degree. I, I can't even explain it, but it was like a thirsty man or, you know, getting water. And it just it just went on for a long time throughout the whole healing. That These legions are here again, but I'm not feeling that intense thirst this time because they've already had some from yesterday. So I'm telling you this because it is so important to understand just how powerful and how much help we can all be and do for others, even that aren't that we don't know who they are. That's the beauty of what we're carrying, guys. Okay, what every soul carries. So I'm now um, going to ask that we focus on the true soul essence. That is that fifth dimensional soul aspect we carry, carrying the dual soul nature, that fifth dimensional part of ourselves that also carries six dimensional uh, information and knowledge because there are aspects of ourselves at that fifth dimensional, in that fifth dimensional realm that have evolved into that six dimensional frequency. We haven't graduated yet because they're part of us here and the soul can't graduate into the next dimension without the totality of its soul process. Uh, but it, we're not punished or penalized in any way by having volunteered here. We do continue to evolve. And all of the fifth dimensionals on the planet today already have many aspects uh, that have moved into the sixth dimension. So uh, we are also carrying those aspects, that energy at the true soul essence level. That's the connecting link for the, all those higher information and energy that we, we carry. Okay. And knowledge. All right. I want you to also spread that, that energy. I use a, a symbol. I've suggested the symbol of a heart. You don't need to use a heart, but that this true soul essence is kind of the heart of who we are, so that's a symbol I use for that. I myself have a different symbol. I have a, a, a very beautiful deep blue with flecks of silver and gold. It's very similar to the dark energy, but it has the blue. Um, it's got blue. It's a darker blue, but it's got the blue. And I spread that throughout the totality of my soul process, becoming one with the energy of who I am. And I'm asking all of you, whether you use the heart image or symbol or whether you simply say over to yourself, I am my true soul essence and focus on that connection, on that beingness that you are. The next thing I want us all to do, of course, is to move into and become one with that womb energy, that dark energy with the flex of the silver and gold, that creative life force energy that is all that it does is to give birth, to, to become, to express. And we're moving into that womb energy. It is, again, the, the energy that gave birth to this universe as we know it and to actually universes before this one. And it is also the energy that is going to be working for us for the healing to give birth to Ken in this, this case, to give birth to Ken in his um, up to a higher level for this healing to bring him into, uh, to help him move forward in whatever way to give birth to him to ex help him express at a higher level. And so we're going to be, that's why we want to be right here in this 
creative life force energy field. Now, I'm now going to ask that we activate that beautiful rainbow bridge energy. And what it does is it connects us to the chakras of originating source. It also connects us, uh, creates the actual rainbow bridge that all of us will then send through the, uh, from the heart center to the center of the symbolic rim, creating right at the center a um, a platform or a hub of this rainbow bridge energy. The rainbow bridge energy is completely, perfectly balanced energy from the originating source. It can't distort or discolor anything that may come its way. It is a perfectly balanced field to do the healing work on, and that's why I really like to use it. And if we do use it to send energies to Ken, it takes the energy over in its purity without distorting anything. So it's very important. Now, I'm going to ask, Ken is already on here, and the, the thing that's so interesting is that he his demeanor has changed somewhat from when I first noticed him. He's now, there's, there's kind of a happiness here. He's kind of excited. The amalgamation process in that, in, in that the small way it did, it seemed to shift him. It seemed to help him uh, become anticipatory. He's, he's kind of looking forward to it. I almost saw him like skipping over the rainbow bridge to get to the, the hub, which was not expected. Um, and he's sort of standing there, kind of waiting, uh, wanting to see what's going to happen. And so uh, what I want to do now is just have him begin to release distrust. Now, I just want, I don't know much about cans. I'm just starting with the basics. And this is what all of you can do with your own pattern. You don't have to understand where it all comes from. And, and as we begin with the releases, it is going, I'm going to get more stuff, of course, like I always do, but I'm just beginning by encouraging Ken to understand that the distrust is a viewpoint and it comes from belief systems that have been taken on over time. And when we carry these kind of strong belief systems, we create things in our outer reality that validate those belief systems. One of the reasons that you brought in the difficult childhood is because the soul level, you want to heal this belief system. You're, you're motivated to move past this where you lead with the distrust. And it's not just distrust of others, there's distrust of yourself as well. And this pattern is not a happy one for you. As we know, we know you're not happy. So I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But I want you to understand that there are many, many energies that you've created over your eons of lifetimes, energies of thought, energies of habit, energies of emotional blueprints, emotional attachments, misunderstandings, misconceptions, misinterpretations. And after every life, you've accumulated stuff from your life and it moves into your energetic field. You know, our beingness doesn't end at the skin. So that energetic field, when we lay aside the body, it comes with us. It becomes part of the soul. So the soul, you could view it as the mind of the past. It's carrying the totality of, 
of all that you experienced, all that you felt, all that you knew, all that you learned, the totality of all of that from each and every lifetime. And so over time, we get this buildup, we get encrustments, we get um, locked in, we, 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 we put ourselves in boxes from our belief systems. And then the belief systems then create in our outer reality, they draw in things that will match them. And so when our outer reality is exactly what we expected it and believed it to be, it validates what we believed. So the distress that you feel has built up over time because it keeps bringing in elements, situations, conditions, people, lots of stuff into your life that validates and uh, further intensifies the belief systems that you can't trust. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust others. So we begin simply by allowing those belief systems and all of the causes, all of the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, the uh, misinterpretations, the difficulties, the drama, the, the hurts, the wounds, everything that we've experienced, not only in this life, but every single life, we let them go as much as we can into the light. So you can say to yourself, and I'm seeing the process, you're already doing it, but I'm talking to you because I'm hoping you will listen to this at the personal level, but at the soul level, I can see you're already beginning to let these energies go, and you can visualize them uh, as dark, dark energies, as dark smoke or uh, oil out of an oil well or water out of a water hose or oozing out and I'm just seeing just this energy beginning to move out and it's thick and it's viscous and this tells me it's just been around for a long time and it's just kind of got a really big hold on you and um, this is so I want you to continue to to move that out and as you do that, I'm going to ask that the light move in to help dissolve, to help push this viscous, yucky stuff out. And I'm also going to set up like a symbolic vacuum of light or symbolic tornado to help suck this viscous stuff out because it's so viscous, it's moving slowly. And I want you to release as much as you can of this pattern and this healing. Uh, okay. Let me just watch. Okay, now. There's been a lot of betrayal in your life pattern. I don't know about this life, but there has been a lot of betrayal. It's not a big surprise. I would have expected betrayal. And that those betrayals have been extremely hurtful. So we need to release as part of this. I want you to actively release, not just distrust, but say, I am releasing betrayal because it's part of this viscous pattern. There are many pieces, many causes, many elements uh, to these patterns, many, uh, many parts of it. I mean, and sometimes I'll call a pattern like what you have, like, a, like I'll use the analogy that it's a thicket around Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, you know, was put into a spell or whatever, and she had this very thick, bramble thicket around the castle where she was sleeping and so nobody could properly see her 
and she couldn't see out, even if she were awake, that other people in the castle couldn't see out. It creates blindness. And all that the people see who are looking from outside in see is the thicket. They can't see you for who you truly are. And in fact, you can't see you for who you truly are. And you can't see the people outside you or the situations and conditions outside you for who you truly are. So that thicket is big, though. We're just not going to be, you know, if you wanted to get rid of that thicket, you wouldn't just take one or two branches and think you got rid of it. You have to really tackle all, a lot of the elements. There are many different root systems. There are many different parts of it, the growth. It isn't just one plant. It's many different kinds of plants all growing together and creating this blind, so to speak. And so that's what we're doing when we're beginning to and working to release your pattern. So another element of this distrust is letting go of the the feeling of betrayal. And you have been betrayed many times. You were part of many societies where uh, status and power were the sort of guiding principles. They were the priorities. And you can imagine back in the Middle Ages and Dark Ages, which I say often, but it's really true, the it was all about status. It was all about how to get ahead, how to you know, be important and all of that. And sometimes it, it was related to real need. You know, you needed to get ahead in order to have food for your family or whatever. But you were in situations and conditions, the higher self are indicating to me, um, oh, I forgot to amalgamate us with a higher self. They were here. That's why I forgot. I didn't say that, but I'm amalgamating now because I want it in everybody's consciousness. We are bringing in the amalgamation with the higher self um, to the conglomerate higher self. So it's the totality of your higher self, can mine, and everybody else's. We're bringing in the totality of the higher self. They were here because we were focused on the true soul essence and the uh, fifth and sixth dimensional aspects and the higher self are the connecting link. We are all here, but it is important now. We know about the focus of attention at the conscious level, how important it is. And so, therefore, I am bringing it in. But anyway, your higher self are indicating to me that you... Um... Okay, wait a minute. What was it they were indicating to me? Yeah, that they were indicating to me that you had experienced in many of these lifetimes different elements of betrayal, elements where uh, you were used, people stepped on your back, so to speak, in order to uh, made you the scapegoat or, or took credit for whatever you did or said or thought, uh, and in that way stepped on you in order to gain the prestige and the trust of someone else. And so you did build up over these times uh, a great sense of distrust. Uh, even people who you did trust turned out to betray you. So it added the element. Not, it wasn't just acquaintances. It wasn't just people you had a suspicion would be nasty. There were people who you cooperated with, collaborated with, or whatever uh, you might want to look, or people who you felt were in your inner circle of confidant that took that confidential information that you gave them and used it for their own gain. And this created a tremendous amount of bitterness for you. And bitterness is very much a part of this pattern as well. So I'm going to ask you to let go of bitterness because bitterness is a trap 
uh, it's understandable because we've all felt it. We all feel the betrayal and we are hurt, we are wounded, and it can move us easily into bitterness. And so it's not uh, anything to judge anything or anybody about, but just to bring to the conscious mind the understanding that bitterness helps hold us in the trap of distrust. And so, and also it holds us to the pain. It holds us to the pain. It, it's as if the bitterness and the pain uh, work together and are constant reminders of each other. So the, I want you to release the bitterness and then the pain that's connected to it. The, the pain was very real. By letting it go, the bitterness was very real. By letting it go doesn't mean that you are in any way being unfaithful or, to yourself or, um, you know, losing your self-identity. It, it's pretty intense here, so I feel like it is part of your sense, your sense, your self-identity. I feel that releasing some of this is is feeling like you're going to lose yourself because it's in a way not all you've known, but it's a lot of how you identify yourself. It's part of your self-identity. And I want to encourage you to let go as much of that. And along with letting that go, I want you to let go of the false understanding or the limited understanding, the false belief that somehow if you let that go, you're not going to be yourself, that you're not going to be you're going to go, you're not going to be anything. You're going to go, going to be in the nothingness or you're going to go to the opposite reality of some sort. Um, and it's not that way. When we release the bitterness and the hurt and there's anger here too, we actually have more choices because this locks us into a repetitive pattern, a, a, a spinning wheel, so to speak, like on a rat wheel where we keep repeating the pattern of betrayal, the pattern of being used, the pattern of being um, of distressed and all of that. It keeps us on that wheel where we just repeat the pattern. There's no choice. It's the energies and the belief systems, the misunderstandings, the hurts and the wounds the bitterness and the anger that holds us to that pattern. And you wouldn't have skipped over to this, this hub during this healing if you wanted that pattern anymore. And, and so there's this real sense and real desire, real, you're just, you just don't want it anymore. You're so unhappy with this pattern. And I want you to release that unhappiness. And the feeling of hopelessness that it's that, it, that it's carried, because it's been a long time. You wanted to let this go a long time. Not just this life. Not just this life. It has been like a burden on your back, like you were um, the an oxen, an, you know, part of the carrying a yoke on your back with the burden of this weight on your shoulders for a long time. And you wanted to get rid of this weight for a long time. It has been so hopeless feeling to you. And I want you to let go of the hopelessness and the helplessness. It was so heavy. You didn't, you couldn't physically, if you use the analogy, you couldn't physically lift it off your back. There was no way to get it off your back in your mind. You didn't know how to get it gone. 
It was as if it became part of you, like you grew two limbs, this, this yoke with this heavy, heavy weight on your back. Yikes. Oh, and I'm feeling heartache really intensely. It's just been incredibly painful, and I'm, I want you to let go as much of that as you can. I want to call in divine hope and divine faith. Now, I want to infuse into the hope the, the hope that you can let this pattern go and the faith is a very powerful energy that helps us to manifest all that is hoped for. And I want to just keep calling that in and I want you to release hopelessness and helplessness. I'm also going to call in divine love because there is so much pain here, so much suffering, so much sorrow. How much you feel in your, in your actual conscious mind, I don't know. But it is there big time, so much pain. It's bringing a lump to my own throat because I can feel it so much for you. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't had bouts with depression. Um, There is such a deep element here of pain and hopelessness. Um, I didn't get anything from, from your friend about depression but it could be there in some ways. Uh, it's not important whether it was there or not, but I don't want it to, to come. If it hasn't been there, I don't want it to move into your life pattern. So let's release the depression, the elements of depression. There's a feeling of isolation. Uh, there's a feeling of disconnection, but it's not only from others. It's from yourself. There's definitely disconnection here. I know that you're married. Uh, I think I forgot to mention it to their listeners. Um, I would guess there's feeling of some feeling of disconnection even with your significant other, although you may not be aware of that. There may be a great deal of connection at the conscious mind. But the and if there is, that's terrific that's terrific. But there is a great feeling of disconnection from others and from yourself. There's a very big isolation pattern here. When one is carrying such a heavy pattern, not even not even related to the pattern you're carrying, but any kind of heavy pattern that's this heavy, this intense, it often, I never can say always, but it often carries a disconnection pattern and an isolation pattern because the burden itself is all-encompassing, all-engrossing. That's what is thought about. That is what is focused on. That is what is always under the surface. And when we always have something that is uh, impinging on our lives in some way, we don't have the time, the energy, the desire often to focus on anything else. Very difficult. So I want you to release a whole bunch of that isolation pattern. Just keep going. You are doing it. I want to just tune in for a second. Um, Releasing the isolation this deep hurt, this deep pain. I want to take a look at this yoke thing. Ugh, it is just... It's still there. We have more to do. We have more to do here. This yoke is no fun. As I said, it's almost as if it's become part of you. Like you've grown... It's become so attached. Okay, okay, the higher self are indicating to me that the key word here is attached and they are encouraging me to encourage you to see the light that you have 
Do you picture a yoke over your shoulders? Where it lies on your shoulders, your back, however you picture it. It doesn't have to be my, um, my symbol. I want you to send the light to begin to dissolve the attachments. Now, it's symbolic. It's just if you can imagine that the yoke has been on there for so long, it's as if it's grown roots into your physical body and is now part of your body. Okay, so it's sort of a gross analogy, but I want you to think of it like that. And I I would encourage you now to send the light, and I'm sending mine. I'm encouraging everyone that's listening to send theirs. And everyone who's listening can also be working on their burdens, whatever they may be, whether it's this distressed issue or not. We all carry these rat wheel type patterns. Um, You can see yours as a burden, as a yoke, or as anything else. But I want you to send the light can to the to these this attachment system and I'm sending it to and start to dissolve all of those rooted symbolically rooted elements of the burden to who you are it's the connections to that self-identity which is what we're we're getting at it isn't really attached to you physically it's attached to you psychologically mentally emotionally uh, Spiritually, it's attached, and it's got all of these little inroads, and the higher selves are having me have you send the light to all of those attachments. They're reminding me of what I told you guys in the early part of the session today, that we carry a tremendous amount of power with this totality aspect. This light that we carry can, can deal with even though we don't have it in consciousness, even though we don't understand all the roots, all the tendrils, all the misunderstandings, all the attachments, we can deal with it all. And so I'm pulsing my light, helping you. I'm asking you to impulse your beautiful, pure light, uh, your pure soul essence light. That's the totality aspect that I explained in the early part, the 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 totality aspect of the originating source and we're starting to dissolve and I'm seeing the attachment start to sizzle. It's as if it's a kind of a dissolvent dissolvent kind of light and it's sizzling away the attachment, the roots, the attachments, it's working uh it's working and it's loosening and I want to just keep sending it. And I want the higher selves to to help in any way they can. Uh, If I've missed anything, please just fill me in or bring in whatever energy is needed and necessary to work on dissolving those attachments. Okay. I start, I'm seeing it slip now. It's as if it's slipping down your shoulders. It's part way down. Um, But there was movement. This is very exciting. There was movement. Uh, there was this sense of disbelief that came from you when it moved. It was as if it was the first time in so long. You weren't even really aware there could be some dislodging of this pattern. And so I, I felt the movement. I felt this sort of gasp of disbelief from you. And But we need to continue to send in the light to continue to dissolve the attachments. There's attachments around the arms, too. Um, 
the burden is attached around the arms. I'm not sure of the significance, but symbolically, I want to make sure you send a lot of light there. I am too. Um, we don't want to re- we don't want to neutralize some of the attachments, but leave others in place to continue to hold on to the burden in some way, uh, because we haven't had time. I don't have time in a radio show or even in one session to get to every element. We got to some very important ones, but the higher selves are indicating we do carry this power of the miraculous, and it is important that we send that. Connected, that connection, that power, that pure soul essence, that totality aspect light to all of the attachments that we are, that you have um, to this burden. It slipped down even more. It's still holding on somewhat to the arms, but around the elbow level, the rest of the yoke is down around the lower part of the back, so it's slipped a tremendous amount off the shoulders. I want to see if there's another element of the pattern that I it would help to bring to your consciousness. Okay, there is a sense of self-worth that you get from this pattern because over the eons of time you have developed um, an ability to handle the tremendous amount of pain and betrayal and all of this. You've you've developed lifestyles, uh, defense mechanisms, uh, you've you've made lemons out of lemonade, you found ways to handle it and and in fact it's garnered you some Self, your own self-respect and respect from others. Look at this guy that was stepped on. You know, I feel like it was almost like a situation in some cases where you were like a Job from the Bible and you had one thing after another, people using you or abusing you, but you, able, you were able to rise to the top. You were able not to be defeated by it. And that, that brought a tremendous sense of um, self-respect and also... Uh, that was attached to the self-identity. It's a positive aspect of this burden. Now, you wouldn't think that some of these burdens carry positive aspects, but they do. And when they do, it's often harder to let them go because we want to hold on to that positive part, and that's what's being held on to here. Now, when I want you to release that, to let go of the holding on to that positive part because the fear comes, well, if we let go of the burden, we won't be, we won't have the self-respect and we won't have the respect from others. What are we going to do? How are we going to spend our time if we don't have to really worry about all this other stuff? Oh my God, I'm just feeling a ton of stuff coming out of the back, out of your back. There's a lot of stuff coming out, uh, but it isn't either or to finish what I was saying. You're not going to move into a situation where you can't find uh, more exciting, more healthy, more uh, significant, more fulfilling, more uh, happy, joyful elements in your life. You are going to. Once we release the burden, all the good stuff you got from the burden, you're going to get tenfold from everything else that you discover you are with all the new connections you make to yourself and to others. So, okay, so it is, there's a lot of release, almost as if you're now pushing the burden away. There's, you've just, it's as if you've activated a whoosh of energy to release 
this burden. You want it off your back. I'm seeing you turn your whole arms, all of your arms, into brilliant light. And that light is so brilliant that it's neutralizing, dissolving the attachments of the yoke to your arm. Now, that was just symbolic of the positive part of this burden for you. Um, And what's interesting, it's not falling away. It's slowly moving down your back and your legs, and it's coming to rest on the ground, symbolically the ground. And I want you, and I'm seeing you moving forward and turning around, and I want you to look at the burden. And the reason why this is important is because I want you to see it with objectivity. It's now off your back, okay? And you can look at the burden. Um, Now it's not attached to you. And this is important because it gives you a perspective you haven't had for eons of lifetimes. And that perspective is that it isn't you. It really isn't. Now that you can see it and detached, it's lying symbolically on the ground in front of you. It isn't you. You had chosen to carry it. And that's a very important concept because in reality, we choose our burdens. We aren't victims. And that is a very hard thing to wrap our mind around. But it is the accumulation of misunderstandings, misconceptions, hurts, wounds, uh, all sorts of things that we go through that accumulate over lifetimes that absolutely create our burdens. It isn't somebody else that put it on us. We think it's other people's fault, but we're in the free will kingdom, and in fact, people can't do to us what we don't agree to at the soul level. So this is a very important concept. The higher selves are asking me to explain it to you, and it takes time to adjust to this idea. But now that you've turned around, now that you're looking at it, I want you to literally focus on this yoke, this burden. And I want you to send light to it. And I want you to send light, the light of love and the light of forgiveness. And this, in essence, is sending it to yourself to allow you to love yourself and forgive yourself. It isn't about blame. This is part of the human condition. This is what we all do, what we've all experienced, and it's part of our movement to learn and to grow and to become more aware and more conscious. And so what you've done is a very big thing. You've faced this challenge. Now the challenge, the burden, has brought a lot to you in learning and understanding And now that you face the challenge to remove the burden, that has been another giant gift you've given to yourself. And I want you to send the the light to the burden, the light of forgiveness and the light of love. And it's not only going to the burden, it in essence is going to the totality of who you are. Shoot. the totality of who you are at the soul level. You're basically saying, I forgive myself. Because trust me, there was a tremendous amount of self-blame that you carried. 
self-attack, self-criticism. It's your fault. Even though many times you saw it as other people's fault, you also took in, which is part of the human condition, that it's our fault, that it's my fault. Okay? Now, I'm seeing now the, you're doing a good job. I'm seeing the, um, the light of love and the light of forgiveness starting to dissolve the burden itself. And it's moving into becoming more of a puddle, okay, rather than sort of seeming solid. It's now moving into being kind of a puddle where it's dissolving. And I want you to just continue to focus the light on that burden. Continue to focus the light on forgiveness and love to yourself and for yourself and to the burden. Okay, I now see you standing up a heck of a lot straighter. You are, there's an element of joy here that I am so glad to see. And there is an element of um, confidence here in a way I, I didn't see before. And so this is a very good thing. And I want to, um, let me just see what else. Okay, I just want you to continue using the light. The session is over. The higher selves are putting the cocoon around you. It's, a, it's an energy field that helps you to not only, to, it allows you to not only continue to process the healing, even though I'm about to run out of time for the show, so the healing has to wind down right now, but it allows you to continue to process. It also allows, it also helps you acclimate acclimate to the um, to the healing itself because you have done a lot of significant reduction in the energy field you know you've neutralized a lot of stuff you've made a big shift in that energy field that you carry and so sometimes it can have you know um, an effect on us in some way and so the, the cocoon helps mitigate or minimize uh, that effect and help us acclimate to the shift in energies. I'm not sure how this is going to manifest in your life. Um, I do want you to know that you have gotten the, the energies when you hear this in con- consciousness. Hopefully you will. It will absolutely intensify the healing uh, and you can listen to the healing over and over again and you can pause it at any time if there are elements of the burden I didn't say, which I'm sure there are. You can pause the healing. You can begin to do your own releases uh, of whatever else comes to mind. You can't make a mistake here. If you think of something to release and it's not, you don't carry it, it won't release. But trust me, if you think of something, it's there. So no matter how silly or how absurd or how... Uh, deep or dark it might seem, I want you to let it go. I want you to release it. Then start the healing up and continue. And you can do that over and over again and utilize this one healing to help yourself. You can become the active participant in becoming in, in healing yourself and become the, your own directing identity. And it is going to change your outer reality because as we begin to dissolve that bramble bush around Sleeping Beauty's castle, there's a whole bunch more viewpoints. There's a whole, much, a whole bunch more that can be seen and learned and 
more possibilities, more opportunities, um, and more chance to truly get to know who you are. Because you are an incredible soul. Uh, you carry tremendous light, tremendous uh, knowledge and ability. You're unlimited in nature. You carry that totality aspect. So I wish you the best. And the higher selves are closing down the forever now moment, which is always my key that the the energy or the healing is over. And so I am going to let everybody know around the circle that there are many more cocoons going on. I'm happy to note that a lot of people did very significant healings. Distrust is a very big issue. It's part of the human condition. We have it at some degree. Everybody has it at some level, some more uh, more than others. And so I'm hoping that, and I can see, because there's a lot of these cocoons going on, I can see that a lot of other people have the benefit of doing the healing as well. So thank you, thank you. And I thank Ken's friend for bringing this forward to me uh, and allow me to work on Ken. He is, uh, you know, taking the first significant steps forward, and maybe he's done other stuff, I don't know, but I'm very heartened by what happened today. Whew. And with that, and I'm sorry about the phone, we're, we're just about out of time. I got to turn off the ringer on my watch, if you can believe it or not. I have one of those eye watches. Um, so I'm sorry about that, but it didn't affect anything. And I will hopefully remember the next time. But anyway, I thank you, thank you, thank you for Ken's friend for bringing it forward. I thank all the listeners. I thank all the people that give me feedback, Robin and Karen and anybody and everybody else. I thank everybody for this opportunity to be on the show. If you want to learn more, and I never remember to promote myself, (laughs) don't forget I have this incredible book, truly, Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. Really important read, guys. I really encourage you to take a look at it. It's a big question to answer. It will create a lot of questions, too, but isn't that the point? Give us more food for thought? Yeah, it is. Anyway, I love each and every one of you so much. And with that, I'll say have a good week, and I'll see you. I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralize. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.